welcome to a special Inverness Brewing excursion episode of... Brutal Battle. So, we went to a new brewery for us. I don't think it's like a new, new brewery. I think it's been around for a few years, but it's a farm brewery, because for people who may not know about this, in Maryland at least, and I know some other states, there are farm breweries, literally farms that are able to operate as farms, but also operate as breweries, as like an extra way for farms to bring in income, because obviously... Beer is hot right now. So we've been to a few farm breweries in our lifetime in Maryland, and this is just another one to add to our list. And we were pretty presently, uh, pleasantly, I should say. Presently? We were pretty... We were present. (laughs) We were very present. We were pretty pleasantly surprised with the beer offerings. Not only the beer offerings, actually, but the layout of the place is very interesting and fun. So. We have three beers. I know we've said going forward we're going to do two beers per episode, but we're doing three for this because their cans are 12 ounce, so it's a lot less, it's a lot easier to do, and we kind of wanted a little bit of a range. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do three, and obviously we'll talk about our experience yeah. there. And we w- I'm going to say up front, we will go back. It was fun, the yeah. beer was good, we will go back. So let's start with our first beer. This is Lot 54, it's a blonde ale. And it is 4.5% alcohol, and like I said, 12 ounces. Um, And Inverness Brewing's out of Moncton, Maryland. And this says, crop to keg. Farm brewed, store cold, drink fresh, crop to keg. And this is not one of the beers that we tried while we were there. We did two samplers while we were there. And we will read you the information on, or tell you through uh, what we checked into on Untapped, what we tried while we were there. So it would be eight beers that we tried while we were there, and one of these beers we're doing on the podcast we tried while we mm-hmm. were there. All the ones we're doing on pod are low ABV. Yes, which excites me. Well, and that's the thing. They had a good amount of low yeah, ABV beers did. on tap, which yeah. excellent. So this looks very clear. very clear. Very yellow. Very yellow, orangish yellow, very clear beer, which I'm a fan of. It smells like so clean and crisp. Ooh, it does. It's really bready, too. It's bready. And and a lot of sweetness. I'm getting like a lot of honey. Yeah, bready, honey, a little bit of a hay note to it. There's a little bit of an orange in there, very slight orange. um, I'm getting a little floral, too. Yeah, I could see a small floral note. Sounds good. Yeah, it does smell really, really good. It doesn't smell like a typical blonde. It smells like a little bit more complex than a typical blonde is. But it smells very nice. I'm very excited to get into this. Ooh. Tastes exactly Ooh. like you think, like, what you what you smell is what you get. There's a little bit of a grain finish, mm-hmm. like a grain flavor finish to it, which I'm actually enjoying on this beer. There's more of a bitterness to it than you would think, based off the nose. I was going to say, too. It gives you a lot of different flavors. Plenty of the honey, plenty of that uh, hay that we were talking about. Do you get that orange on there? Not really. I got it more in the nose. A lot of that graininess on the finish. And there, a lot of the times, I don't like it in beers, but with this beer, it actually works pretty well. As I continue to sip it, the bitterness is a little bit more than I would ideally want, but it's still good. Oh, I don't mind it at all, and I normally don't like a lot of bitterness. I think it's well-balanced. I'm into it. I really like it. Yeah, it is good. It's good. It's a nice beer. 
So we, I mean, do you want to talk about kind of our experience when we first showed up at Inverness? Sure. Well, we went there with, we're recording in April. April is Occupational Therapy Month. I'm an occupational therapist. Um, So I was, we were supposed to meet up with my coworkers as like happy OT month celebration. Um, But we went on a rather chilly day. (laughs) Yeah. And Inverness um, is kind of known for like their outside area because I guess a lot of people in the um, spring and summer months go with like blankets and chairs and just sit out on the lawn and enjoy the um, farmland. So we're still outdoor people Mm -hmm. um, because of COVID. So we're still only enjoying places outside. So we were like, we're going to go. We're just going to bundle up. Um, And it's like, it's literally in the middle of the farmlands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And from what we were told, someone else who we met up with there who has been to Inverness before said that when it's warmer, it's like packed. Like you see people just everywhere on the grass, just like, you know, chairs and blankets and just like having a good time. Um, so yeah. And they uh, usually have the live music that they had was inside the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess when it's nice out there outside on the patio, which is where we were. Yeah. And they'll like open up the doors the to doors. this big barn. So that leads to another thing, like the setup of it. They have three bars there and apparently they don't have the same beers at every one of their bars. So you can kind of like bar hop while you're on the property, which I think is a kind of a very fun concept, which we'll need to do the next time we go. That's what I want to do. I wanted to do it a little bit while we were there, but the bottom bar was rented out for like a shower. I think it was a baby baby shower. shower. Yeah. So... In the main um, barn one that Rebecca was saying, that's where they had the music. That's the main, bar. The main tap house. Yeah, that's like tap, the main tap, tap room. room. So we went there, and that's where we got our beers. But then in the basement of that is another bar. And then there's another building that's kind of seems like it's like an old horse stable, stable or something. Yeah, it looks like a stable. There's apparently a bar in there as well. So they have three separate bars. And like I said, they try to have like different beers at each one of them, which is very cool. And that would mean they have a lot of different beers on tap because the main tap room we went to had a lot of yeah. different stuff on tap. Yeah, we, we had two flights and we didn't even come. There was still a lot more we hadn't tried. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the next beer and then we'll talk about what we tried and the food because yeah. they do have food on, have, on premises. Uh, they have a standing, they have their own like food truck that's there. Yeah. So we'll talk about the food and we'll talk about what we drank. But first... This is an interesting one. This will be our first time trying a style named this. Oh, go ahead. You want me to do it? Yeah. Uh, Galactic Norseman is what this is called. Now, this is a Nordic pale ale, and it is 5.2% alcohol. So, all right. I'm going to crack this, and then I'll tell you my thoughts on what I know about Nordic, Nordic IPAs and pale ales. So, we have not tried one of these. It is a relatively new style, from what I understand. I had a friend, a guy who sent beers into the podcast before, Matt Harvey, asked me while we were gaming, um, what are you thinking about these Nordic IPAs? And I'm like, I actually haven't had them. So, I asked him what they are, basically. And he said they're basically hoppy beers that have more of a bittering to them. And I was like, so it's like going back to, like, West Coast-style IPAs? And he was like, no. It's a little bit different than that. It's more of like the bittering you get from like a beer like Carling out of uh, Europe. 
So he was like, I think it's mainly these like Nordic style hops, which and by this the way, one is using Kvike yeast. Yeah, so this one has Kvike yeast and it has Galaxy and Pearl hops, which I don't think those are Nordic hops. So I, I'm assuming something has to do with the Kvike yeast with this. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know to make it Nordic, but. It kind of looks like the blonde except darker orange yeah. and a slight haze to it. Yeah, but it's still pretty clear. Yes, agreed. Which makes me happy. Makes me very mm. excited. Smells good. Ooh, yeah, it does. I definitely get the uh, galaxy coming through in that because there's a bit of a pineapple. Yeah, I was going to say that, that's the primary smell I'm getting is that pineapple. So there's this kind of like interesting funkiness that you get from Kvike yeast a lot of the time. And I definitely smell that in here. It's almost like it's a little bit dirty. Hmm. I'm getting you know like I mean? a little like dankness. Yeah, I definitely get a dank to it. I get that pineapple. I get that kvike dirtiness. There is like a particular kvike smell. There really, really is. I don't... I can't pick that out. And it's just kind of odd in a style of beer you're used to having. Because like, you're used to the same types of prof- nose profiles in those beers. So when Kvike gets thrown into the mix, it's like, it really throws it off, and you're just like, I know what I'm smelling from the hops, but the yeast is, like, kind of odd. There's definitely a citrus note, but the pineapple is kind of the winner in the nose. I get a slight bubblegum on it, too. I never pick out bubblegum. You, I can never... I like it. Like, the pineapple with the bubblegum and a little bit of citrus thrown in there. I mean, it smells good. Yeah, it smells very nice. Hopefully it has a similar flavor to it. okay i like the blonde more it's very malty um very mild very mild very malty but then again like that's what you get with pale ales like pale ales are that way so for me that citrusiness on the nose in the mouth in the flavor is translating more to like slight marmalade flavor definitely getting the bitterness like i took two sips and like my whole mouth is just like bitter yeah, there's a very significant bitterness on the end. And there's some dry... It's drying. Yeah, it's very drying um, because of the bitterness. There's also, with that marmalade, there's kind of like a dehydrated orange mixed in there as well. Slight bit of the pineapple kick to it because of those galaxy hops. Definitely getting more of the citrus on the taste and less of the pineapple. So, eh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the bitterness, especially when you take a larger gulp of it... It's coming off a little bit medicinal, a little bit kind of like aspirin-y. Like, if you know if you have aspirin in your mouth too much, uh, too long before you're, you actually swallow it down, like, it kind of, like, coats your mouth, mouth with this bitter grossness. Kind of like that. It's, a, it's okay. I don't know if I'll drink more of it, to be honest. Yeah, if that's a good representation of the style, not really a, so much a fan. Yeah. It's, uh, hard, it's hard to know because we haven't had any others. I just need, like... I need more flavor to stand up to that bitterness. Yeah. That's kind of the issue. It just feels like it's, it's like imbalanced is, is basically what that comes to. But let's talk about, uh, you, why don't you talk about the food first while I bring up our untapped and sure. fine beers we had. Um, so they into. have, it's just a little trailer with food. Um, and they have sandwiches, um, fries, which my one coworker said usually the fries sell out, so we were like, okay, we should try the fries and see how good they are. 
Um, and then they have wood fire pizzas. So we got a pizza and fries. Um, the fries were very good, like hand cut, like just, um, not too thick, not too thin. Um, very good. They were, they were like salted fries and they were a little too salty for our taste, but, um, that didn't stop us from eating them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then we got a margarita pizza, which was very tasty. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I was focused on what was going on here, but did you tell them about the, how they have like their own structure built outside for the wood fire pizza? I, I didn't even see it. So. Oh, you, oh, that's right. Cause it's like behind the trailer with the food. Um, very interesting. So like, obviously that trailer doesn't get moved. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's like kind of stuck in there because of that structure for the pizza. Are they attached? I don't know. But, like, how close it is, I'm like, you're not getting that in and out of there. Okay. So, yeah. But the food's good. So, yeah. if you're going to go to Inverness, like, legit. Yeah. So, let me tell you what we got in our flights. Uh, the first one was on the dark side, which was an Ir- a dry Irish stout. And that was a nitro. On nitro, yes. That was good. It was very good. Like, creamy, the right amount of bitterness, drying enough. It was tasty. Nice roastiness to it. I really like that. That was a solid beer. There's always one, which was their hazy IPA. Yeah, it wasn't huge on that, but it wasn't bad for a hazy. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't bad for a hazy. You just know we're not hazy people. Uh, then there's Silk's Pale Ale, which I didn't really like. That was on that our much. second flight. Yeah, that was on our second flight. Wasn't yeah. It? We did two flights. Our first flight, we always say, like, when you... Because we'll get one flight and then we'll go back and get a second, and our first flight's always better. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's... The first flight is when you hit all the beers that sound the best to you. Yeah. And then you're just going, like, further down the roster <laughs> yeah. with your next one. Second tier. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we also got their Silks Pale Ale, which was... You oh, just said that. I just said that one. Sorry. I yeah. wasn't, wasn't a fan of that one. Then we got their Cherry Sour, which That's was solid. pretty a pretty yeah. good sour. You mm-hmm. definitely got the cherry to it. Um, definitely yeah. not spontaneous fermentation. It was definitely a kettle soured. But yeah. The level of cherry was enough to bring complexity to yeah. it. Yeah. They did have, on their, their top list on their website had um, a different sour that had lactose in it, but that wasn't there when we got there. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, their Cultivator, which was a bourbon barrel-aged Doppelbach. Now, you weren't a huge fan of this it one. It was okay. I liked it a lot, you really actually. Liked it. I thought it was really good. I think... Maybe the best beer we had for me personally. Really? It, it was up there. It was tied with the other one we've talked about, which will be the last one I bring up. But that cultivator was really good. There was so much complexity, complexity in flavor to that beer. It was really interesting. And I don't, I think I've had a bourbon barrel aged Doppelbach one other time. Yeah, I don't remember. Which was Troganator oh. by um, Trogues. Trogues. Like, that's it. So, like, it's not something that's done a lot. And. I don't know, breweries, maybe this should be a, a trend because it t- it's tasted really good when Trogues did it. It's tasted really good when Inverness did it. I'm just saying. Then we had their Quite Frankly, which was their uh, lager. Their Hellas lager. Yeah, that was their Hellas lager, uh, oh, which is our final beer, yeah, teaser, actually. that's our last beer. Um, I really like that. Yeah, it was very good. Very crisp, very tasty. It'll be interesting to see on a second try if we're feeling yeah. exactly the same about it, but I really liked it then. We also had their Kristall Umlaut, which was a German Pilsner, which was also quite yeah. good. Um, I was having a hard time actually fig- figuring out if I liked the Hellas or the German Pils most. But I think I liked the Hellas a bit more, but both were really good. 
And then Rebecca's favorite, yeah. and potentially my favorite, I was having a hard Black time. Black IPA. Yeah, it's called Black Stallion. First of all, how often do you see Black IPAs getting done? Not very often. Second of all, when they taste awesome, it's like you found a treasure. <laughs> You're just like, well, because they're they're rare in yeah, the first place. Rare. And then a lot of times, like, when you get them, just like, oh, it's just okay. This was a very good Black IPA. It had the the right level of, like, multi-roastiness, but a very nice citrusy blast of hops yeah, on top of it. very good. That was my favorite. Really well balanced. Really so tasty. Our- First play was the Black IPA, the Hellas Lager, the German Pills, and the Doppelbach. Yeah, that was awesome. It was a very good first That was play. a great one. The second one still had some good stuff, but was not as good. But let's go to our final beer, which is the, quite frankly, Hellas Lager, and it is 5.4%. So, let's see how we feel about this out of the can. Now, I will say that there are no date codes on the cans, but the fact that we just bought them directly from... The brewery itself makes it more fine. I would feel like they probably keep a tab Hopefully. on when they're getting older. So it's like in the in between colors of the three we've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, it's a yellow, little orange, orange, but a little yellow. Um, yeah, but it, it looks pretty clear. clear. Smell. Mm. Ooh, gosh, there's a lot of oranginess in there. Yeah. It's very, very orangey. It's, like, I kinda, vibrant. I want to smell the blonde on this side-by-side, because there are some similar characteristics. Yeah, it's, like, vibrant oranginess. There is a slight honeyness yeah. to it. There's well, a slight I'm, bit of that hay. It's very crisp and clean and refreshing smelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, this is how you want your lagers to smell. That smells excellent. Oh, it's just like I remember. It's, oh, Yeah. Very easy to drink. Like, it's got good flavor, but it's not, like, super high-level flavor. Yeah. It's it's sweeter than I remember. There's a decent sweetness on that. Yeah, it's skewing a little bit more on the malty side than I remember it when we had it on tap, but... It's good. They That may have to do with what, we, what else we were drinking yeah. versus what we're drinking right now. It's very good. Very crisp, very clean. Get that honey. Definitely yeah. get that orange. There's a significant orange in the flavor. Yeah. Uh, decent bitterness on the end. So I want to say kudos to Inverness for not being afraid to go after the bitterness in beers. And also for doing a lot of lighter styles. Yeah. Yeah. That is very welcome. Because and 12-ounce cans. They had, the, they had that blonde there, too. We just didn't have it on yeah, tap. We, yeah, we did. So they had a blonde, a Hellslogger, and a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was definitely some lighter stuff. Then they had a sour. Then they had a stout. Well, they had two pale ales. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They have a lot of lower ABV stuff. A lot. And I think that, like, their highest ABV beer was that Doppelbach, which I think is, like, nine. Like, that's not crazy. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Obviously, we'd go back. We had a really good experience. We really enjoyed it. Even though it was cold. (laughs) Ranking the beers, I think, is easy for me. Easy for me, too. Okay. I'm, I I have a feeling mine is the same as yours. You think so? Well, maybe not. All right, go ahead. You tell me what... So my number three is the Galactic. Galactic Norseman. Nordsman. Nordic Pale Ale. The Nordic Pale Ale. My number two is the, quite frankly, Hellas Lager. And my number one is that Lot 54 Blonde. I'm going to retry that because I honestly... 
yes, last place for me is definitely that Galactic Norseman. It's really close. Not a between fan. the blonde and the hell. Right. So the I need to retry the lot fifty four because I was thinking the quite frankly hell. I said I, I kind of thought you were gonna do. I like the blonde a little bit more. Yeah, no. I'm definitely going number one, the quite frankly okay. hell slogger, but it is close. It's it, close. No, it's definitely yeah. close. They're both quite good. Okay, so we have a little, a little difference. Okay, yeah, there you go. So uh, that was another excursion episode. We will be doing more, especially because now it's spring, so spring and summer we'll be able to go to more breweries, sit outside, hang out. Um, so yeah, and the other thing is we just have so many breweries in Maryland we haven't been to yeah. that we need to hit up. And, and, you know, we can cross over into Pennsylvania, maybe here and there, go down to, like, Virginia. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But anyway, um, this has been fun. People send us emails, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com, if you just want to reach out and say hello, anything like that. I do have an email from a uh, from Steve Pfeiffer, a listener. We'll cover that on another episode, because since this is about Inverness, I didn't really want to cover that on this. But it's not a time-sensitive thing, so... Okay. I'll just bring that up on maybe the next episode. So, Steve, no, we will read that email because he sent me uh, basically his idea for a recipe for making your own type of coffee beer, oh. which was cool. So, look forward to that. Um, rate us and review us on whatever podcatcher you use. iTunes helps the most. Uh, also, word of mouth. We love it when you tell people about the podcast and encourage people to listen to it because spreading the word is how things like this grow. Uh, what else? Back episodes, BrutalBattle.com or Archive.org and just search Brutal Battle. You can get all those. We've been doing this for like 10 years, which is crazy. And then I'm on Untapped as all one word, Carlton Malibu, spelled as it sounds. Just that's the easiest way. So you can be my untapped friend. And, and I am Rebecca C on Untapped. And, and then Instagram. Instagram is Brutal Battle Podcast. Yep. And that's about it. Thanks, everyone, for continually coming and checking out the podcast. Uh, We really do appreciate it. And until next time, keep it brutal.